Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. so good to see you this morning on a Sunday, Sunday morning, and as summer's nearing an end, I know school has started back for some up there in Pickens County, in those regions of the, of the <laughs> United States, that's a whole different region up there, guys, I know we got many of those, but we, that's a whole different region, that's a whole other world, but Greenville County kicking back off soon, I don't know if where you're watching from, this morning, school started back. Maybe you're homeschooling. It's, oh, it's year-round, however you roll, however you do that. But just as the summer ends, it's just good to be able to gather. I know summer's squeezing in last-minute vacations, and so wherever you're tuning at from, if you're watching online, I'm just glad you're here. And uh, it may be you have slid into Faith Renew for the first time ever, and uh, maybe you're watching at home for the first time ever. We love it when God sends folks our way. And so uh, we just want to welcome you. So Faith for New Family, would you let our first-time guests know you love them this morning? Would you do that? Yeah, 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 amen, amen. Gary, great to have you. If you are watching online, we do ask this, just so we know you're out there. Drop a comment. Let us know where you're watching from, and just so we know you're there, it's always great to hear from you as well. So again, I know where the gospel's going, so please do that if you would. But if you're in-house, just again, thank you for being here. Some of you are just, again, you're just a faithful part of this house, week in, week out. This happens because of you, so thank you so much for your faithfulness, and so I'm just glad that you're here. But there are a lot of things happening right now. As the summer winds up, as the school year kicks off, so if you haven't, I know Adam did a great job. Good to have you back, bro, laying out there in England with all this sipping teas and, and all that kind of stuff, man, but just, uh, you know, glad, glad you're back, bro, but, uh, you know, again, he said it already, Church Center app, if you haven't downloaded that, do it today, get that down, register for all the things that are happening, and again, I'd like you, I believe you'll be blessed by it, but uh, I want you to do this, anybody bring their Bible to the Lord's house, God's Word to God's house, I love y'all, man, you guys are awesome, if you would do this, we're going back into Genesis again, should be easy to find, Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, read this passage last week, and, um, and just kind of sharing and laying a foundation, talking about marriage, uh, what that is, what that looks like, and so what better place to go than the beginning to find out what marriage is and what marriage should be, amen? But Genesis chapter 2, if you have it, tell your neighbors, I'm faster than you, I already got it, come on, tell them. I already have it. And if you use the YouVersion Bible app, it's a great app to use. Uh, you can click there, more than events, and uh, follow along. If you don't know, there's actually a place you can see that. If you're a note taker, which I believe note takers have a special place in glory. I really do. I believe there's actual segments of heaven that you get into it, that, that if you're a note taker. Some of y'all are going to not have access to those places, and you're going to be like, what happened? I, I thought grace, and yeah, you got in here. We made, you made it to heaven, but you don't get in that section of glory unless you take notes. So uh, that's heresy. I know, I know. That's, that was, I'm just making that up. But uh, yeah, so um, but do it. I believe, you'll, I believe you'll have a better chance probably getting to heaven if you study God's Word and get in there and know Jesus better. So, uh, but do that. Yeah, take notes, and there's a place on version if you're a digital kind of person. 
there's actually a place there in each section. It says add notes. Just click there. Add your notes to what we're studying. And I've saved that event. And um, it's cool. It's a great way, great resource. So we're not taking away from notes. We're just giving you another way to do that. But Genesis chapter 2, I better read this thing. Verse 21 says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep. Whew, we talked about this last week. A deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept. Amen. I'm telling you, deep sleeps are from the Lord. Ladies, if your, if your husband is a nap taker, don't interrupt what God's doing in his life. I'm telling you, I want to say that again because I think some of you missed that. I mean, this is the Lord at work in, in the life of, of his people. So again, a deep sleep fell on Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman. And he brought her to the man. Man, that's beautiful. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Wow. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So marriage is this. Marriage is two becoming one. Marriage is two becoming one. Let's pray. Then we're going to jump back into the study today. So, Father, we thank you. Yes, so much, Lord, for just the grace of God that you are pouring out in this room, Lord, for your love and your mercy and for just how you're working and moving in our hearts, how you're just showing us straight from your word, God, what relationships look like and, and how it can be better and stronger. So I thank you for this. And we just pray, God, that your hand of blessing would be upon the relationships and the marriage of this house and all those connected to it. And we just declare and believe and trust that you're at work. And we just can't wait to see all that you do, Lord. In Jesus' name. Would you say it? Amen. 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 I, I encourage your neighbor real quick with this. Just look at them and say, you're more valuable than you know. Would you do that? Yeah, tell them that. <clears throat> yeah, tell them that. You are more valuable than you know. Mike, you're more valuable than you know, bro. I need you in my life so desperately, man. I'm serious. you you are more valuable than you know. And so we're in a series right now called Relationship Goals, and we're talking about the relationships in our life. And, um, and again, relationships don't happen with one person. Um, there are they're, they're two. There's, there's someone else involved. And, again, we've been talking about always will in this place, the most important relationship. That's you and Jesus and you that you know him. And so today, if you haven't put faith in Christ, this is a day for you of salvation. This is a day you're wondering maybe why something's lacking or missing in your life. I mean, surrender everything over to the draw that the Holy Spirit is doing now in your heart. And so surrender to those things. But today as we jump back into relationship goals, I, I want us today to continue on. And I knew this would be one that we would have to take time on because, again, this is such a valuable important relationship in the church and in, in the family and it's the marriage and what marriage looks like so just straight just last week just talked about and answered the question what is marriage what is marriage what so what is that and so we started answering that question and so I talked to you and shared a few things with you and first we learned that marriage is God's design come on amen 
He designed marriage. He designed what marriage should look like. We see that in Scripture. And so he defined what it is. He designed it, and he defined it. And so somebody can't come along and redefine what he defined. Amen. And so, again, we learned the importance of, again, what marriage is. Again, the design that God made. We learned also that marriage is an illustration. It's a beautiful picture when it's done well, when it's done right. It's a beautiful picture of the love that Christ has for his church. And it's a beautiful picture, again, of what Christ did for us. And so I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for what Jesus did. Amen? And, to, and, and thoroughly we talk about the marriage as a gift. And so, again, if you have been given the gift of marriage, it's important, that, again, that you treat your God-inspired forever treasure, your gift, the way they deserve to be treated. Amen? And so, again, it is a gift that you've been given. And uh, so, again, we want to continue in that flow. So, uh, as we talk about this, again, we know it's a sensitive subject for many. It's a hard subject for many. There's a lot of wounds that have been caused and created because of marriage, um, because of, uh, you know, marriages that maybe you've even seen and witnessed and it's hurt you. You weren't even in it. It was your family, your parents, and the picture they, they painted for you of what marriage looked like. It, it affected how your marriage looks today. Wow. So it's amazing, again, what can come from that. So I believe as we see this and as we study this, we're going to see healing flow. Amen. I just feel that. I feel we're going to see healing flow. But, and so if, if today, if you're not married, you're young, you're single, you're older, you're single, whatever it is, singleness, again, we know is a gift also from God as well. And, uh, but we need you. We need you to get this message just as much because you may have the answer for someone else. And, man, you may be working with someone I never meet. I never see them. You see them day in and day out. And you can sit there and say, you know something, here's what God's Word says. You know, some God can heal your marriage. He has a better plan. He has a better way. You don't have to jump on board and, and do what would be some of the other influences around that person are saying and say, leave them, quit, give up. You can say there's a better answer. Amen. You can show them a better way. So, again, we all need this message today. So I want to jump back in. And so today, the title's message is Marriage Rights. Now, if you, you know, rice is like a big deal today. It's always been a big deal. Um, in, in the 80s, we fought for our right <coughs> to party. Now, then y'all know, some of y'all, I heard that. Okay. Some of y'all wonder, what's Pastor talking about? All right. If you don't know, maybe it's better that way. All right. Maybe it's better you don't know what I'm speaking about. But we, we fought for our rights. In, in the 80s, and, um, and, and, and rights are still, it's a big deal. You, Pastor Lewis shaking his head at me. I'm sorry, man. I can't help that. Sometimes it just comes out, dude. It's, I'm, I was born in this stuff, man, and uh, I'm sorry, but it's just like, but, but rights is one of those things like, man, you know, they're offending my rights. They're taking my rights. You hear that? Uh, they're, they're taking my rights. We've heard that recently. They're taking my rights. I have a right to do what I want. I have a right to do. And so, again, there are things, and we do have rights, and we have constitution. We fight for those rights. People die for those rights, and those are important, I mean, like valuable things. But I want you to see rights today a little bit different, all right? This is not like, I'm going to stand up for my rights message. 
Because we learned last week that marriage is a covenant relationship that we have. And in a covenant, you're surrendering your rights. You're, you're laying that down and you're saying, now I'm going to assume responsibility and I'm going to do something now in this marriage where I'm laying that down. So as we talk about the rights today, I, we're going to talk about it. And I hope it kind of gives you a little bit different mindset. And even when you think this way, as we talk about our rights. Now, when we say this again, we learned last week that marriage, is a very serious, very serious thing that God has given us. And we need to take it serious. Now, again, we talked about that covenant, guarding that, protecting that. And, it, and again, there are, there are three. I found this just kind of clicked in my mind as I was thinking about this. I, I sort of call it the triple A. All right? Triple A is when, like, you know, if you have triple A, that means you're calling someone because you're in trouble. All right, you know what I'm saying? Like you call AAA, so you're in trouble. And I was just thinking about this, and all these started with A, and, and these are reasons, like, if this is going on, like, you need to call for help, and, like, adultery would be an issue um, to call for help. Abandonment uh, would be an issue for call for help. Abuse would be an issue to call for help. So, so the AAAs, again, in a marriage are, are reasons that you definitely need to call and reach out for, and just don't let that kind of stuff go. Amen? I'm serious, get help in that, Let, because again, there needs to be healing there. But, but today, I want to talk about our rights. Now, when we think about these rights, these are rights that we need to have in marriage. These are the rights. Now, listen, this is my right, all right? So this is today, and I hope you are taking notes and highlight this stuff, and this is our right. Our first right that we need to have in marriage is this. We need to have the right language. Huh. We need to use the right language in our marriage, all right? This is so important that we learn this. I, I, I wish, I really do truly wish I had the vocabulary to like stress to you and use some really big important words to teach you and show you that just how important the words that you use are. I, I don't have, I'm not that smart, and, but I, I want you to see, and I want to stress this to you. Please get this. You have to use the right language if you're married. You have to. Like, you have to use the right words. You have to avoid certain words. There are words that get tossed around and get thrown around so easily in marriage that should never come up. And, and again, unless there is a triple-A call and cry for help, these words shouldn't be used. The word divorce doesn't need to be used in your conversation unless there's a cry for help. I'm serious. And so, like, don't play with that kind of stuff. Don't throw that stuff around. Don't just start, well, they made me mad, and they got me upset, and they burnt the bacon. Amen. And I, I mean, so I, I'm, I'm done with you. And my daughter's like, that's how bacon's supposed to be. I, I, I would come against that. I do. That is not how bacon's supposed to be. But you have to speak the right language. You have to. You have to use the right wording. I cannot. I can't stress this enough. How important it is that you speak life into your marriage. I'm. You have to declare speak life 
into your marriage. Speak it over your marriage. I mean, like, we're, we're, you're going to see some stuff. We're going to be talking more about praying first. Like, a lot of times we pray last, and, and we do that after other things. But we want to pray first. And, like, what would happen, like, in the morning when you woke up, if the first thing that you started talking to the Lord, thanking him for being a great bridegroom who's going to come and receive you one day, and, and you're looking forward to that day, and then after that you start speaking blessing over the person who's laying beside you, who may not even be they may have left you but you start declaring a word of blessing and life over them because you've been speaking death for so long and what will happen is it produces what you speak the word of faith movement has gotten so twisted and messed up and and abused in so many ways but let me tell you something your words are important what you speak and declare and decree matters and so you have to start doing this start speaking life they made you mad start just, just speaking life over them and not out of spite <laughs> No, like, yeah, in the name of Jesus. No, no, I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about maybe in a secret, quiet place. Just go get with Jesus, man. And just start hanging out with him more. Just start saying, you know something? Man, there's like so much death in my home right now. There's like so much destruction in my relationship. But I'm speaking to the Lord who resurrects the dead who breathes the breath of life back into dead things, would breathe life into my relationship, would breathe life into my marriage, that I'm believing and trusting, man, that life is coming now to my spouse. Man, they're walking around wrapped up in grave clothes, and there's so much death around them, but I declare life. You're one. And so if we're one, you're speaking now over the one that God has put and created you as one to be. And when you speak death, you're committing suicide do you see that do you realize that if he's made you one and you're speaking death to them you're hurting yourself you're hurting the one because you're no longer two you're no longer two you're one in him and so again you you speak life into them we, we don't see this as, but this is wild to me last week we read proverbs some of those proverbs <clears throat> Or wild, man. And you had to go back and listen if you missed last week. But, but Proverbs, this is one of the ones we read in verse 18 of, verse, of chapter, uh, verse 22 of chapter 18. He who finds a wife. Ooh, come on. We talked about this. Finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Ooh, come on. Look at verse 21 right above it. Have you ever seen this? Have you ever made this connection that this happens together one after the other? Death and life. Or in the power of the tongue. Yeah, right there, in talking about your marriage. Talking about, again, the gift that you've been given. Obtaining favor from the Lord. Getting a good thing. That death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Oh, man, so we guard this. We protect this. We watch what comes out of our mouth. What we say. Back in the day, man, sticks and stones may break my bones. But words will what? Lie. Somebody that lied to you. Stays in stones, right? But somebody that lied to you, that stuff will wound you. It hurts you. And, and, and there are people in relationships, and you're talking to your spouse ways that you would have never spoke to them on the first date. 
If some of you talk to your spouse, and, and you, if you talk to them like, on, like that on the first date, there would not have been a second date. Y'all know I'm speaking the truth. Wait, if they come up in there and on the first day there was all this shaking the head and and and, and slam fingers and and saying all this stuff to you, you're like, uh, okay, all right, my phone's ringing. I gotta get out of here. Somebody doesn't need me at a house. I gotta go. Second date, nothing. Delete them, blocking them in your phone, defriended them on Facebook, blocked them on Instagram. They ain't no way they contacted you. You done went in somehow, hacked into the system on, on the internet and took your, all your information off. You deleted everything, man. But it's wild. People are talking in their spouse ways they would have never spoke to them. Man, start, start talking to your spouse like you talked to them in the beginning and watch what happens. That's how you got them. Woo. Come on. You know, girl. I ain't just shaking her hand. I can't do it. All right, I'm, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving. I was about to. See, so y'all know we was in seventh grade in the skating rink when we met. I'd have rolled up in there, so she was like, man, my world's about to change when she saw that. I'm telling you, everything changed for her. It was amazing. It was beautiful what happened in that moment. But no, speak to your spouse like you spoke to them in the beginning. That's, it's like, well, we're married now. They know. Okay. Seriously, well, they know. I told them at the altar. I told him. I told him I loved him then. I told him I would do it. Say this stuff. I mean, I'm telling you, start speaking to them and using words. And, and you have to use the right language when you speak to your spouse. And, and stupid's not a pet name. I'm serious. <laughs> Idiot is not, a, is not a, an affectionate term. I'm, I'm helping somebody right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm in that. I'm serious. I felt that. You can tell us sometime when it comes out. But don't use this stuff. Amazing to me. I'm serious. The majority of couples that I sit down with, I've, I've, I've cried with a lot of you guys. I have. I've sat in the office and cried with a whole lot of you. And it is heartbreaking what the stories that I hear and the things that I've heard that are said to one another. The majority of the ones who who have this type of relationship and have toxic relationships, use words and terminology, say things to one another. The majority of them saw that. They witnessed that. They thought that's how marriage was supposed to be. They thought that's how, I guess that's how you talk to the person you loved. I mean, it's, it's distorted. It's the enemy. And, and, it's, and, it, and it'll destroy very quickly. Uh, I, I've seen this so often. I've sat down and I've heard and a lot of times when I get with couples, I say, well, what did the, your, your household look like? And they'll start telling me, man, and, and it's, just, it's heartbreaking. And then I'll say, well, what does your household look like now? And it's heartbreaking. The language that gets used. I, I want to say this because it needs to be said. Their words that shouldn't be coming out of a Christian's mouth, period. 
I'm sick of this stuff. Are you still be a Christian and say whatever you want to and go to heaven? Do, do, I, I'm not even talking about it. It's just stuff. If you're a Christian, Holy Spirit lives in you. He's not pleased with some of that stuff that's coming out of the mouths of, of, of the people who say, man, they're God's child. You, I, I can sit there and show you in Scripture and, again, what that looks like. And we have to guard that. But there are things that are coming out of mouths that shouldn't be coming out of mouths of Christians. But I'm going to say this. If I wasn't a Christian, I wouldn't speak to her that way. It destroys. <clears throat> what it does is tears down. And we have to guard our mouth. We have to watch. We have to use the right language. James chapter 3, verses 4 and 5. It, what a beautiful picture now of the seriousness of what we're saying and what we do. Verse 4 says, look also at ships. This is talking about our tongue. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Have you ever been out in a boat and you just turn that thing just in that whole direction of that boat will go a certain direction because of you making a shift. Because again, whatever the pilot desires. So this is what this is saying. Whatever you desire for your marriage, you can have that. You, you, again, I mean, just whatever desire. We already know what the pilot is. We already know what his desire is. We know it. So, again, as we jump on here and navigate what he's given us, he he's tell, now shows us, again, it goes that direction. So if, you want, if, like, if you're heading in a direction, you're headed toward a cliff right now, you're headed toward a waterfall, what you're about to go off is going to destroy your life. It's going to destroy your marriage. It's going to hurt the person. What you need to start doing is saying some things different. You need to start guarding what comes out of your mouth because he says this, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. I can say what I want to. They'll get over it. Better, you better watch that. Listen, see how great a forest a little fire kindles. I like the New Living Translation said this. It says a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. So I look at that in my, the, the good way, too. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, it ain't all bad. Like, you say some stuff, you catch some stuff on fire, and that's ugly, you know, but that can work for good, too. Like, you know, until you start saying good stuff, little sparks, little things, and you start that stuff again. So use the right language. You, use those words carefully. Guard that. Protect that. The right language is so important. If you want to speak life into your marriage, you want to see it live, start declaring the words of the Lord over it. Start speaking the life over it that it, that it so desperately needs. And again, you are, we're, the, we're destroying it or we're building it up. We're strengthening it or we're tearing it down. Use the right language. Second thing is our right. We need to have the right perspective. Oh, man. We need to have the right perspective. Like a perspective is this, a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something, a point of view. So, like, what is your perspective when it comes to your marriage? How do you view that thing? Are you seeing it like, man, this, I, I'm, 
I'm going to have the best relationship in this entire church. I'm going to have the best relationship in my entire family. Man, I, they had, man, I, I watched families destroy one, not my house. Man, I'm going to view it in this light. I'm going to start seeing it in this light. And again, how you perceive something will determine how you receive it. And so again, you right now, how you're perceiving it. Some of you have a, a horrible, messed up perception of your spouse. And you have a horrible, messed up perception of marriage. And again, it may be something they did or said that caused and created that perception, but it has to change. As long as you perceive it in that light, you'll receive it in that light. And as long as you have that mindset and you're looking at that and you're seeing them that way or you're seeing what somebody else did to you in them and you're taking it out on them, however you perceive that will do this. And so, again, you have to have the right perception. You have to start seeing it. I'm talking about, like, getting a vision for this, man. The Scripture says without a vision, people perish. And so some of you, listen, you got to start seeing this thing for what God has created. Like, no longer to. One in him, that he's made us this way. So again, you'll see this when you have the right perception. And when you don't, that will over, I mean, it'll overflow into every area. I'm telling you, it'll overflow. And you want to turn the heart of your spouse in the wrong direction? This is a good way to do it. You want to turn your, the heart of your spouse, do the, start seeing things the wrong way, look at the marriage the, way that it, the wrong way instead of how it should be. You will destroy it. So we have to guard this. So we have to start looking at stuff. Start doing it this way. Start seeing your own struggles. Huge. Start seeing your own faults. Start seeing the things that you can do different. Start looking at this. The Lord hit me with this verse, and I never thought about it in regards to marriage. And again, I'm not trying to say this is the only place it applies. Definitely it's a bigger picture than that. But in Matthew 7, 3, Jesus says this, And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? But do not consider the plank in your own eye. Now, again, that doesn't give anybody an excuse because you can study that on out. It'll tell you you got to get your stuff right. You need to help somebody else get their stuff right. There's a lot. That's a whole lot to that. But don't walk around. Don't have the point of view in the marriage. Don't see it in this light. Don't let your perspective be how you're looking at something all the time. And your point of view, how you're seeing it, is always looking at their faults instead of seeing your own. Start seeing this and start learning this. Start seeing it now. Start being open for areas of change. That's huge, man. That's, that's such a big deal. Be open to learning. Like have a teachable spirit. Like have people that, that God's put in your life. There's every younger couple or every couple who's struggling in marriage, you should be seeking out the relationship of a marriage that's strong. You should already be having it. You should be seeking it out. Don't wait on them to seek you out. We're going to talk about that in a second, but I want you to see this, <clears throat> that we understand how important it is and be open to learning. Never stop learning. Like, I mean, all the way, I, I kid angels so often, I'm, and it's a joke. I promise you it's a joke. But I'll tell her, I'm the best thing ever happened to you, woman. I tell her, I'm kidding, of course. But the truth is this, man, there's so much, 30 years now, marriage, six years dating, 36 years together. Listen, there's so many things I've had to change. There's so many things I still need to change. 
some things that I need to keep working on. There are things that we need to work on together. There's just We want to keep growing, and by the grace of God, we'll continue to do that. And so, again, but if we do this, if I get a mindset of stubbornness, well, like I've already arrived. I, my perspective is this. I'm the greatest. You're lucky to have me. No, I'm telling you, watch what happens quick in that marriage. Guard against this. Guard and protect this. Do this and see this. You don't understand how big of a deal this truly is. And, and, and if you want to destroy something, again, have the wrong point of view. Have the wrong perspective. Start seeing it. Start again seeing, the, seeing them as the gift that you have. Pastor, you don't know what they've done how I've been hurt and I've been wounded. Listen, if you're going to be together, if you're going to stay together, if you're going to have a marriage that works, and, and there are things that you have to do different, and you have to learn how to, again, make these changes, start seeing things in the right light. And again, this is why it's so important. Have the right language. Have the right perspective. Third and finally this morning is this. We need to have the right people in our life. You, you need to surround yourself with the right people. I, and I cannot, I, I, I must, I wish I had the words to show you how important these, each of these things are. We need to be around the right people. It, it, listen, if you're in a marriage, being around people who aren't pro-marriage, bad idea. They will help you get out of that marriage real quick. They'll help you with your perspective. Matter of fact, they'll show you faults that you didn't even know in your husband or in your wife. I didn't even see that one. Thank you for pointing that out. They do do that, don't they? I mean, you, you're, and then they're ticked off. And then you're like, yeah, put the right people in your life. I, I'm, not everyone wants your marriage to succeed. Not everyone wants you to succeed. Do you know there's people like that who have motives and are thinking things, and again, they don't want the same thing God wants for you. And so, again, I'm not telling you to just dis and disassociate and never have anything to do with certain people. Listen, but if they're not, again, believing and have a belief system that lines up with Scripture, don't listen to them. I'm serious. Stop listening to people who don't know how to speak life over you. They don't even know how to do it. They've never seen it. They don't have the Holy Spirit in them, whatever. So if they don't view it, and, and I'm going to say this, listen, even if they come to this church, even if they come to church, you know, I've watched this, and this is, this is it's heartbreaking, and it hurts. You, you have, to, have to guard and protect and be around the right people, I mean, in every area. Like I've, I've, I've watched people come in, and the Holy Spirit do such a work in their life beautiful, man. I'm like, we sit back, bring the baptism down, baptize them. We celebrate what the Lord has done in their life. And, and, and they all start hanging out with someone at church. And we said this is relationship goals and we can be real in this series. They start hanging out with somebody in this church who don't have the same values that they have. You have to protect that. You have to guard against that. Some of y'all looking around like, who's he talking about? I'm not, I'm, listen, please, don't, this is not judging. We're not going, again, plank eye. We're not going to be going looking for somebody's issue. But we have to guard this. And I, I've, I've watched these people. I, I mean, like, who tr truly, truly, the Holy Spirit doesn't work. They're wanting to go a certain direction. They're, they're wanting freedom in their life. 
and then they'll start hanging it out with someone who needs a healing in their life. And what I've seen happen, and it's just the truth. Mike, you've dealt with this type of ministry. You've seen this. Addicted people hang out with addicted people. Wounded people hang out with wounded people. And again, we need each other. But listen, please make sure and understand that's not your only source. And that you have to guard against that. And you have to get around people, listen, who are believing and trusting. You have to avoid those negative influences. I mean, you have to protect against that. So again, unless, again, the triple A's have happened. Again, unless something has gone that direction. Like, don't listen to one person who's saying, well, you guys go ahead and do what, uh-uh. I'm telling you, guard against that. That Satan will work in that quickly. He uses that, and he uses us. So we have to protect that. So we want to guard against that. I've sat down with people, and we've talked, we've had conversations, and I said, well, let's just go to the Scriptures. Let's just go to the Bible. Let's look at what, let's look at what the Bible says. Let's look at what it says. What does it tell us to do here? So, again, we have to guard and protect that. Community is so important, but, again, you've got to surround yourself with the right folks. And, and this is a deal. We're not, again, going around. We, again, we refuse to do this. I'll go around and say, no, I can't hang with you. Not this, no, no, listen. If, if that's a situation, that's going on, we come to the altar together. We get healing together. We go to freedom together. You go through situations. Get the healing you need. Get the victory you need. But don't listen to counsel. The Bible says it's he who seeks godly counsel, who heeds the words of godly counsel. That's a wise person. They're a fool who listens to someone other than what this word tells them. And so we have to guard and protect those things. We have to be mindful to avoid the negative influences. So the last thing that you need right now, if your marriage is like up in the air, it's struggling, the last thing you need to be doing is this, hanging around people who, again, who are not pro-marriage and pro-Jesus, and again, teaching again the scriptures and principles of what he says. 1 Corinthians 15, says this, do not be deceived. Like he said, don't let the, don't think for a moment you can get by with that and it won't affect you. Don't think this won't, this won't do something in the end. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. It quickly, you have to guard that. I used to get so mad when my mom and dad said, you can't hang out with so-and-so. I'm serious. I used to, it made me mad. I'm telling you, fired up, you know. And, and then you start sneaking out and hanging around with them anyway. You start talking like them, acting like them, looking like them, dressing like that, doing that, acting that. Listen, we have to guard this. And in the marriage, we need to get around the right people. We're, we're getting ready to kick off our, our next semester of faith groups. <laughs> Man, I can't stress the importance of you getting involved in a group, having a community around you. And again, having an open heart towards that. We still need leaders. We still need people to help. We still have groups that need to be happening. So again, if you want to be a part of that. But there are marriage groups that are happening. Uh, there are marriage groups that are going to be taking place. One of the groups sent me this, and I was like, man, how awesome is this? The buyers are going to be hosting a marriage group called uh, Love and Respect. And so again, it's going to be a 10-week study that they're going to go through in the area of marriage. I, I hope more of you will say, man, I, I, I want to get stronger. I, I'll go to that one. I'll start one. Whatever. But we need this. We need one another. We've got to guard against the influences that are around us. And they're everywhere. Remember I told you last week, even palm of your hand. And things that you didn't even download. We have to guard against these areas. And I'm going to ask you if you will. As we get ready to close, would you stand with me? And I, I want to speak healing today. I did not do this last week. Did not feel drawn to yet. But I feel it in my heart today. I want us to do something. I want us to pray over marriages in this room. 
If you know, again, if married, husband and wife, listen, again, the enemy hates you, hates you. If you're married and you're, you're married and your spouse is not here, we want to pray for you. Still pray for you and believe again that God's going to work or whatever again his plan is for you. But that's what I want to do this. And I'm not going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. But if you're here and your spouse is here, you're married. If you're married, I want to ask you just to come in. Can we fill the front with just married folks? And again, this is not saying anybody, they're better. And if you don't make this step down here because you're not married, please, this is not saying again, they're awesome. I'm not. All right? No. Again, we learn singleness is a gift from the Lord. Good gift from the Lord. And that's his plan. This is beautiful. I know there's so many here. There's some of you here and your spouse is not here with you. Some are serving. That's, I'm again, thankful for that. Some, there may be working. Some, just, it's in a, you're in a bad situation right now. Yeah, come on in. We can fill this area here if you would. Fill this area out. Okay, guys, thank you. I just want you to do this, if you would, first of all. They're getting ready to just minister, and the Holy Spirit's getting ready to do some things in hearts and lives. Really feel this. If you have, if you, if you see friends down here that are, that are down here, and, and you're back there, please be praying for them right now. If you, if your parents are down here and you're looking and you're saying, "Man, they're there," I want, I want you, I want you to pray over them. Yeah. But I want you, to, if you would, just have every head in this room bowed and every eye closed, if you would. You at home, if you're able to do this. I want you to close it. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to help you do this right now. So God, give me the right perspective. Give me the right point of view for the person that I'm standing beside, for the person that I'm in covenant with, that I'm praying for right now. Let me see them as you see them. The Bible says they're fearfully, wonderfully made, or God's design, made in His image we learned last week. feel this and I just uh, there's some people who desperately need to do this you need to ask forgiveness from your spouse the things that you've said to them things that you've done to them you need to ask forgiveness and forgiveness is a start it starts the healing process it starts a salvation in you yeah and just as heads are bowed and eyes are closed and nobody's looking around, this is just you and the Holy Spirit working in you and your life. You have to do this out loud. But right now, just if you would, if there's just something you just want to share with your spouse, I mean, I don't, it may be this, this way right now. It may be just the, the right language. Just tell them, I'm sorry for using the wrong language in this, this relationship. And I want you to practice right now. I want you to practice speaking life over them. I want you to practice speaking life. If you, if you can't do it here, you're not going to do it out there. So that's why we do this here. So I want you to practice here, start here, speak life over them. So before we ever start praying, before we start doing anything, just husband to wife, wife to husband. If your spouse ain't here, pick up a phone, text them, call them. If you're not going to see them today, reach out to them. Just in some way, speak life. Speak life over it. Yeah, speak life. I want to pray God's blessings over every marriage in this room right now. Every marriage is of those who are watching right now. I want to declare this. And I just believe the Holy Spirit is going to begin to do a work. Listen, you're here today. That means it's not too late. It's not too late. 
I know some of you, this morning it was ugly, before you even got here, it was ugly. <laughs> this is what you got to do. you got to let that go. If it's going to work, if this thing's going to go the direction the Holy Spirit wants to take this, you got to forgive and release. Wow. I don't know how I sense the Spirit in this room right now. I sense the presence of the Lord. <laughs> right now, what's happening in this room, God is so pleased with this right now. I don't know if you know this. God is so pleased with what's happening in this room. And the enemy hates it so much. I, I can even sense the spiritual warfare happening right now in this room. And I take authority over every enemy. I take authority over every devil, over every destructive, every demon that tries to cause division over this house. Every demon is trying to cause destruction over the families of this house, over the marriages in this home, over the relationship of those connected to this house. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. I speak life today. I declare healing today. I declare a wholeness of life in the marriages in this house, in the relationships in this room, in the families of faith renewed. We declare it today, God. We decree and declare and believe right now that you're bringing a healing work, God, into bodies, into minds, into hearts, into lives, God. And Lord, that what you've put together, Lord, you've joined. Ah. Let no demon, let no man, let no person separate. And I declare it today, Lord, right now, yeah, in the name of Jesus, would you just start praying over your spouse? Come on, would you start praying over your family right now? Even right now, if you're back, listen, and just the Holy Spirit is just in this room working in your heart. You could be single. You could be younger right now. Just lift your hands to the Father. Let the Spirit of God over, just overshadow you right now. Come on, let the release of love happen in this room. I just declare and release life and love and liberty and freedom over this house right now. Come on, the bondages and the strongholds that have been created by the language that has been used. I curse that. I come against that today. I speak life today in the name of Jesus. But I declare it in the name of Jesus. Lord, what you've put together, come on, let what you've joined together, let no man separate. Come on, in the name of Jesus right now, I declare it today. Lord, I, I just declare right now healing right now from wounds. Come on, from the wounds right now that marriage has caused in minds and in hearts right now. Come on, if you've been through that and you're wounded right now, just lift your hands to the Father. Let the Spirit of God bring healing to you right now. If you witnessed that growing up, you haven't seen it the way it's supposed to be modeled. You haven't seen marriage how it was designed to be right now. And it's wounded your heart. God, I speak today healing in, in, over hearts and minds right now, Lord. Let their perspective change. Let them, what they see be different right now. And I declare healing today. I declare wholeness today. I declare life today, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, what you put together, yeah, Lord, what you put together, let no man separate. Come on, just start praying. Start praying for other marriages in this room right now. We need one another. Start praying for the singles in this house. Start praying for the relationships that God's going to create, that he's going to be, that will be birthed out of this room, out of this house right now. Start praying for those now. Come on, release that now. Come on, church. Let your voice be heard. Begin to declare that life and death's in your mouth. Come on, the rudder right now. There's a shift right now in the ship. There's a shift right now in the ship. The direction that is taken is turning right now. It's moving right now. It's going a different direction right now because of what you're saying, because of what you're declaring and what you're speaking. We declare it today, Lord. Life and death, Lord, right now. Hope, Lord. Come on, life where there's death. Healing and hope, Lord. We release it today in this room. In the name of Jesus. Come on, would you pray over the marriages? Would you pray over the relationships?
Would you pray for the families in this house as our worship team ministers right now? Yeah, let the Spirit of God just move in and through you right now. Come on. Yeah, let it move in and through you. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.